0: The Emmett, if you want to come on, you're next.
1: time
0: favorite songs right there. Heard it a lot of times, but I don't know that I've ever heard it with that kind of feeling. That's great. Thank you. We're going to sing a, a song down on my knees. It's number 150 in the, in the book, and I'm just going to tell you right now, you'd be better off looking at the book. <laughs> because when you get to the chorus, it goes nuts. And that's a challenge to get on the screen. Um, altos, I believe you're in yellow. Everybody else, you're in red. If you want to look at the screen, keep up in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, number 150, down on my knees. One I of
1: one not be Of course, I can tell them. She's giving us a
0: start up. There we go.
1: I must tell Jesus.
0: Time the hang on what I write down. Promised land youth praise band is gonna come and sing for us tonight. Alright,
2: we did this song a couple weeks ago. It's called Revival Song. We were asked to do it again. Probably because it's a revival. <laughs> so, yeah, alright, we got the words on the screen, so I encourage y'all to sing along. What can I do to leave a legacy? How can I speak with authority When I can't see you I can't see you How can I know the dreams you have for me? How can I believe beyond what I have seen When I can't hear you I can't feel you now, no, 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 you're my revival song, you start where I belong, on my knees, on my knees, when I am weak or strong, With me Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Why do I try to work outside of you? And knocking down doors I should be going through, but I'm so tired, I'm so tired. You take the burdens off of my shoulders You break the lies that hold me back But I'm not sure enough Oh, no, no, no You're my revival song You start where I belong On my knees, on my knees When I am weak or strong You meet me here when I'm on my knees On my knees Yeah, it starts with me I really want to change the world, whoa I really want to sing your song, whoa But I know revival's got to start with me I really want to change the world, whoa I really want to sing your song, whoa But I know revival's got to start with me You're my revival song You start where I belong On my knees, on my knees When I am weak, you're strong You meet me here when I'm on my knees On my knees You're my revival song You start where I belong On my knees On my knees When I am weak, you're strong You meet me here when I'm on my knees On my knees Oh, it starts with me All right, yeah, we got one more song for y'all. It's called, I know, Mighty is Save. And uh can I get everybody to stand up for me? I really want to worship in this song. It's, it's a really good song. I just love the lyrics to it. Everyone needs compassion. A love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness. The kindness of a Savior. The hope of nations. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save He is mighty to save Forever Author of salvation He rose and conquered the grave Jesus conquered the grave So take me as you find me All my fears and failures Fill my life again Give my life to follow Everything I believe in Now I surrender I want to hear y'all Savior, He can move the mountains My God is mighty to save He is mighty to save Forever, author of salvation He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Savior. to save forever author of salvation He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave.
0: I want to commend these young folks We're having the courage to get up. In front of folks. And just to be honest with you, some folks who might not like that kind of music, and that's okay. We don't all like it. I don't always like it. But uh, it takes some courage to get up here and, and, and lead in worship. It takes up courage to get up here and do anything. And, uh, but uh, y'all encourage those folks. Uh, our work is short of music directors, music people, music leaders. And uh, we need some, some churches to be growing up, some some music folks. So I'm proud of these guys and gals. We had some gals last night uh, participating in that. I'm going to let you sit because he made you stand. So I love you more than he does. Uh, <coughs> we're going to sing this song. We, we've been talking about to prayer tonight, singing about prayer tonight. Folks, it's just really no better place to be i guess than knelt down in front of the lord talking to him letting him know what's on your heart you know i uh, i don't believe prayer is for i don't think prayer is for god i think it's for us uh we get something out of talking to god and um and i know we go to pray on behalf of other folks a lot of times like the tornado victims and, and others but uh Prayers for us when we humble ourselves in front of an almighty God and say, I can't make it without you. i got to have you. I can't do it without you. Brother Denby's talked about that some this week. So we're going to sing now, if you will. We fall down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. The greatness of mercy and love at the feet of Jesus. And we cry, holy, holy. Holy is His name. Amen. We fall down,
1: we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus, the greatness of mercy and love at the feet of Jesus. We cry holy, 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 and we cry holy, 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 we cry holy, 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 is the
0: Lamb. We can do all that again we fall down.
1: We fall down, we lay our crowns At the feet of Jesus The greatness of His mercy and love At the feet of Jesus We cry holy, holy, holy We cry holy, holy, holy. We cry holy, holy.
0: so much for your love and your grace and your mercy we thank you that you're holy thank you for watching after us thank you for listening (coughs) to us and taking care of us and taking care of those that we love father we ask a special prayer on brother denby tonight as he stands before us brings forth your holy word tonight help him as he brings and breaks the bread of
3: life
0: so that we may hear with our hearts and share the love of Jesus Christ with our lives with our words with our actions with our deeds father use us in a mighty way in this city in this state in this world to make a difference for You and Your Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in His name we pray. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Well, amen. It is a great blessing to be back tonight in the house of God, and our God is a holy God. He is a thrice holy God, and God's children are to give Him praise and glory for His Great and wonderful blessings, especially the salvation that we have through His Son, Jesus Christ. I am really enjoying this revival meeting. The food is great. Brother Paul is doing a wonderful job with the music. And I enjoyed that praise band tonight as they got up and led in that song. You know, I'm 61 years old, but I kind of like that kind of music. Amen. Amen. It stirred my heart and, and my soul. and. Y'all just keep it up. Tonight, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Old Testament, to the book of 1 Kings, the 18th chapter. The Old Testament book of 1 Kings, chapter 18. And we'll begin reading with verse number 41. Verse 41, Elijah, the great prophet of God, and Ahab, the wicked king of Israel. 1 Kings 18.41 And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat, and drink. For there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees, and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time, that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. And I want us to look at verse 41 for the foundation of this message tonight. Verse 41, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. And I want to title this message from that verse, There is a Sound of Abundance of Rain. When you study the Bible, especially the Old Testament, rain is symbolic or a symbol of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. It also symbolizes the refreshing of the Lord, or revival, the refreshing that we receive from God. And if there was ever a time that God's children need an old-fashioned, heaven-sent, Spirit-filled revival, it's in the hour in which we live tonight. Folks, our nation is in trouble tonight. Many of the Lord's New Testament churches across our land tonight have have become so stagnant in their worship, so stagnant in their relationship with God. There needs to be a stirring of the children of God. Because you see, the only way that we can change the course of this nation and bring it back to God is through the power of prayer. God said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their sins, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. God can heal this land. God can send revival to that calloused heart tonight. God can send a spiritual awakening to that church tonight that so desperately needs a move of God and a revival from the very throne of God. And I believe that this message that we are looking at tonight in the Word of God is so needed in the hour in which we live. Folks, we need the sound of an abundance of rain. The power of the Spirit of God and a refreshing of the Lord. I want us to notice in this text tonight that, that God had given a word to Elijah in the 18th chapter and the first verse, chapter 18 verse 1. And it came to pass after many days, it had not rained upon the earth for three years and six months. That the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab. Now notice, and I will send rain upon the earth. God said, Elijah, show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. We look at Elijah and we think sometime, well, he was, he was a super prophet of God, or he was a, a unique believer on the face of the earth. But the Bible tells us that he was a man of like passions as we are. In the book of James, chapter 5, it says in verses 17 and 18, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Folks, we need to be a praying people. I've got to say it again tonight: there is power in prayer. We should not be ashamed to bend our knee before God. We should never be too busy that we do not pray and seek the face of God and seek the will of God. Folks, let me tell you something. We've got a lot tonight to pray about. We need to pray for our children. We need to pray for our grandchildren. You need to pray for the man of God. You need to pray for your community. You need to pray for one another. You need to pray for this land of ours tonight. That has been so blessed by the Lord that He would send a stirring and a great revival to the United States of America. Again, we've got a lot to pray about tonight. And the Bible says that God told Elijah, "Go show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth." You see, when Elijah prayed in the beginning, he shut up the heavens. But we're fixing to read where he prays again. And God opens up the heavens and sends a great rain upon the earth because this man humbled himself under the mighty hand of God. I remember growing up as a little boy in... Our community in Shelby County, Texas and my, my grandmother, my grandmother was a, 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 a very, I mean she was a prayer warrior. And she loved the Lord with all of her heart and she's with the Lord tonight and I thank God I'm gonna see her again one day. But I remember as a child going with her to the revival meetings, and back then they called them protracted meetings. That simply means they set a time for the revival, but the Holy Spirit would close it out. And the women would pray on one side of the church, and the men on, I'm talking about the outside of the building, and the men on the other side. And I can remember standing there holding my granny's hand, As she was praying, and those ladies were praying, and I'll tell you, that preacher, he had power from on high to preach the Word of God. And I'm here to tell you tonight that we should humble ourselves and bend our knee before God and lift up. One another in prayer and pray that God would open up the heavens and send a revival to our land like we desperately need in this hour in which we live. Some folks seem to think, well, we've just gone beyond the point of no return. I don't believe we have. I believe our God can turn this thing around. I said, I believe tonight that our God can do great mighty things if God's people would pray and we would confess our sins. God will hear from heaven and God will forgive our sins and God will heal our land. He's a mighty God. He is a holy God. Notice the contrast between Elijah the prophet and King Ahab. Verse 42, And Ahab went up to eat and to drink. Now, I'm not going to say a whole lot about that. Because I've been doing my good share of it. My Lord, promised land, y'all got some wonderful cooks here. I wanted to go back and get a little bit more tonight. But I said, Lord, if I eat another bite, I won't be able to preach. So I'm not going to pick on Ahab too much tonight. But the contrast is seen in the text. Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. Here is a man of God. God had just used him mightily on Mount Carmel when He said to the children of Israel, how long halt you between two opinions? If God be God, serve Him. If Baal be God, serve Him. The God who answers by fire, let Him be God. And you know the story of the challenge. The prophets of Baal offered up their bullet, their calf, upon their altar, and they cried aloud, and I mean, got in a tizzy that their God would. Hear and answer by fire. After all, Baal was the fire god. But he came Elijah's time. And what did he do? He repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. He didn't go get some new stones. But he got those stones out of the dust. And he repaired the altar of God He had wood on that altar. He offered that calf upon that altar. Had him pour water over that altar. Twelve barrels full. Dug a trench about it. And the Bible says that when Elijah prayed, that God answered from heaven by fire and, and consumed that sacrifice, licked up the water that was in the trench, and everybody fell down and said, The Lord... He is God. Folk, what we need is an old-fashioned Mount Carmel revival from God. When we repair that altar of God. So now we see Him on Carmel again. And here He is after a great victory. Folk, when God gives us a great victory, it's not time to go to sleep. (laughs) When God gives us a great victory, it's time to press on. When God moves and saves souls, don't give up. But just stay, as that song says, stay on the firing line with God. Keep praying for those lost people. Keep witnessing about Jesus. Because I'm here to tell you tonight that that's the kind of church that can turn a community and a world upside down for God. So here he is. On his knees. With his face between his knees as he's praying that God would open up the heavens and send rain. I started trying to preach revivals when I was 19 years old, and there was an old fella in one of the neighboring churches, and I I, I never will. Everybody called him Uncle Benny. Matter of fact, I, I I really thought the man was my uncle until Grandma told me different. And back then, preachers, they didn't have hearing aids. They had these old horns. An old cow horn, steer horn. And I can remember that first night of that revival, somebody called on Uncle Benny to pray. And he didn't hear it the first time, but he put that horn up there. And they said, Pray, Uncle Benny. Pray, Uncle Benny. He fell on his knees right there. In the middle of that floor. And he began to call upon God. Somewhere about halfway through that prayer... He began to pray for a 19-year-old evangelist. You can thank what you will, but I felt the power of God come into that church, and I felt God's power upon the message and this messenger as I preached the Word of God. I'm telling you tonight, never be ashamed to fall on your face, your knees before God, and give your petition to the Lord. That's going to be the only thing that gets some young people out of trouble tonight. That's going to be the only thing that that keeps families from falling apart. That's going to be the only thing tonight that holds God's children together in this fiery time that we live in. Folks, there's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. God will move when the church prays. Great things will happen when Christians pray. God is a God who hears and answers prayer. And so there we see Him. On Mount Carmel, with his face between his knees, he says to the servant. He said to that servant, he said, "Go up now. Now keep in mind, Elijah just got a word from God. There's going to be rain." And he said to his servant, "Go up now. Look toward the sea. That would be the Mediterranean." And he went up and looked, and said, "There is nothing." I want a picture in my mind that the servant just climbs up a little higher on the hill. He looks out over the Mediterranean. Just a casual glance, if you will. He looks back at Elijah. Oh, Elijah's on his knees. He's praying. He looks back at him and says, There is nothing. Elijah didn't get up and say, Well, let's go to the house. No, he didn't. What did He do? He said to that servant, You go back again seven times. Oh Lord, there's some power in that right there. Seven times. God said to Joshua, You'll march around that city for seven days, one time each for six days. But on the seventh day, you'll march around it seven times. And on the seventh day, at the end of the seventh march around that city, they shouted with a great shout, and the walls of Jericho fell down flat seven times, he said. You go back and you look seven times, servant. Seven times. There was a Syrian general by the name of Naaman. Naaman had leprosy. And a little maiden who was taken into captivity in one of their raids into Israel was the general's wife's handmaid. And she just made a statement. Would to God that my master were in Israel. For there's a prophet there who can heal him of this leprosy. My Lord, you're talking about faith in a young person. Would to God that my master was with the prophet in Israel, he would be healed of this leprosy. And next thing you know, here he goes. Nathan's going down to Israel. Gets him a chariot and gold and silver. and All kinds of precious garments. Has a letter written to the king that almost causes a war. The king said, who do you think I am? But he asked, where does the prophet live? I like this. And the Bible says that he pulled that chariot up right in the front door of the prophet Elijah's house. Elijah didn't even go out. Sent his servant. He said, my master said, go dip yourself seven times in the muddy waters of Jordan and you will be cleansed of this leper." Made him mad. I mean, he got mad, mad, mad. He said, you know, there are are some clean rivers back in Damascus that are a whole lot better than this. But God has a way of getting to our pride, don't He? I mean, He said, surely I, I thought the man would come out and lay his hands on me or something, but wash, dip myself seven times. And if you read that, you will see that it took seven dips in the muddy river of Jordan before that leprosy was cleansed from that man seven times, Elijah said to his servant, You may not see anything now. There may be nothing now. But don't give up. Let me tell you tonight, Christian, you may have been praying for a long time and it seems like that God has not heard your prayer. Don't give up. But you stay on your knees. Keep asking. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. And that door will be open unto you because that's what Jesus said in the Bible. I think sometimes we're kind of like that servant. We go out and take a little casual glance. We holler, there's nothing, and we go home. As my grandpa would say, we'd call the dogs in and go home. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. There's power in prayer. I said there's power in prayer. Go back seven times. And he went. And I want you to consider what it says in the in, in the following verse. Verse 44, And it came to pass at the seventh time that he he said, Behold, there riseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. Now, some say that this is just saying it was about the size of a man's hand. But I believe it was the likeness of a man's hand. I believe it was the likeness of the hand of my Savior. The hand of my God rising up out of that Mediterranean sea is just a little thing, a little cloud. But when the servant told Elijah, he said, You go tell Ahab to prepare his chariot. In other words, hitch his horses to it. Get everything ready because it's fiction to come a great rain. And so he runs and tells Ahab, and the Bible says in the meantime that the sky is black and there's a mighty wind blowing. He said, prepare your chariot that the rain stop thee not. Church, we should never despise the small things of God. Every great move of God is started with something small. Every revival in a church starts with one person. Every, every great move of God. You can study the revivals since the founding of this nation. Every great move of God in the United States of America has always started real small. But God has moved mightily and done great things. I'm an old-fashioned firm believer that when, when revival breaks out in the heart of a Christian, it can spread throughout the whole church. It can spill over into the community. It can spill over into the state. It can spill over into the nation because God can send a mighty move of God in these last days that we live in. I think I said this one night already, but I'm going to say it again. I think so many times we focus more on the White House than we do the Father's House. I think sometimes we focus more on who we can get elected in office than we do serving Almighty God. Let me tell you something. Only God can change the mess we're in tonight. Only God can change that. I love this. It says, "...and it came to pass in the meanwhile. The heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain..." And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. I, I remember when we went to Israel, one of the places that we went to was the Jezreel Valley and the uh, the area of Samaria where King Ahab's palace was and as we were walking through the ruins, our God was quick to point out to us that all those buildings are, are the, the, the remains of those buildings or excavations of the stables. Horse stables that Ahab liked. I mean, he, he loved fast horses. And that's why he sent Obadiah during that drought to make sure, I guarantee you his horse has got some grass. If nobody else has got any. And he's got them fast horses hitched up to that chariot and he's whipping them horses and they're going down Mount Carmel to the city of Jezreel. Now, if you don't think God has a sense of humor, just look at verse 46. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. I want the hand of God on me. I want the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And He girded up His Loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel, girded up his loins. That meant he pulled his outer garment up so that his his legs would be free from his knees down. So he could run that race. So he could run. The hand of the Lord was upon him. And you can see him there as Ahab is whipping them horses, going down Carmel back to Jezreel, that the man of God overtakes the fast horses and that chariot of Ahab. He did that under the mighty hand of God. We can't do anything without the help of God. I can just tell you that right now. I was preaching. I was 19, 20 years old before I got married. And my grandmother, she, she would go to church with me. And after every service, we would start back home. And she would always have something very kind to say about uh, the church service, about my my sermon, to try to encourage me. And one Sunday night, after I preached from this text, we were in our in the car going back. Granny hadn't said a word. I mean, she hadn't opened her mouth. I said, "Okay, Gr- Granny, what is it? Is something wrong with my sermon?" She said, "I did not know." that Elijah had some lions. 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 I said, what are you talking about? She said, you stood up there in that sermon tonight and said, Elijah girded up his lions. I looked at her and I said, well, Daniel had some lions. I don't know why I told that funny story. But What I want you to see is that God sent an abundance of rain. The drought was lifted. The rain. It was a a toad strangler. It was a mighty rain. It was a a rain that that is described in, in James where we read a few minutes ago that it calls the earth to bring forth its fruit. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. Without that which God gives us, which is His presence and His power as we turn to Him, we can't do anything without Him. We can't expect to see any great thing happen. A soul can't get saved unless the Spirit moves upon that heart and upon that life. And we certainly can't have revival without the power and the presence of God. Every time I read that passage, I'm reminded of my grandmother as she would pray and seek the face of God. I'm reminded of that old gentleman that he fell on his knees and he prayed and God moved. You know what? God may be waiting on you and I tonight just to humble ourselves under His mighty hand God may be waiting on you tonight to humble yourself before Him. Maybe you've been discouraged. Listen, maybe you've been discouraged and I I know sometimes it can be discouraging. You feel like throwing in the towel and, and saying, what's the use? And just quit. But just stay on your knees before God. Keep praying for that one that you're praying with. Keep praying about that situation that you're burdened with in your heart. And in your life, and don't give up on God, because I'm going to tell you, God does hear and answer prayer. And God does great and mighty things. We're going to stand. If you would please stand. I'm going to close in prayer. And Brother Michael's going to come and I don't know your need tonight. It may be that everyone in the sanctuary is saved. And it may be tonight that everyone here is close to God, and I pray that that is the case, but if you're not saved tonight, there's no better time and there's no better place to be saved than right here tonight in this service. If you're here tonight and maybe your, your walk is not what it should be with the Lord, maybe you haven't been living as close to God as you know that you can live, maybe you haven't been reading your Bible. Your prayer life is not what it's supposed to be. Right there where you stand or in this altar, would you make it right with God tonight? Let Him have His will. Let Him have His way in your heart and in your life. Let's pray. Father, we come to You in the close of this service tonight. Lord, we thank You for Your Word that is sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank You for the promise that as Your Word goes out, it will not return unto you void. Lord, we pray tonight that the Spirit of God would move upon that soul that's not saved or that one tonight who's not living as he or she should, and that you would draw them to your love, draw them into your presence. In Jesus' precious name we pray and ask it. Amen. Brother Mike.
1: No more running, no more hiding, no pretending I'm okay, no more struggling. I surrender I bow down I surrender Set me free, I serve.